I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to Failing Better, the self-improvement comedy podcast with me, Johnny Pelham, and me, Sean McLaughlin. Hello. Hello. Um, and together we are Failing Better. That was a long Ooh. one. That was a long one this time. You went last time you, um, I went longer than you and this time you went longer than me. So it just yep. shows we're not consistent, but... We are trying our best. I, I just, I wanted to make up the slack. I felt like I was too negative in the last one about how you did failing better. And this time I wanted to go, I'm, I'm right behind you, Johnny, as long as it takes. That's what I say about our intro. <laughs> well, I, I like it. Uh, that's what I say in bed. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> as long as it takes. <laughs> wow. This podcast really is the home of witty banter. Um, <laughs> I've... You forgot that. You forgot to mention that. That's our new tagline, by the way, listeners. Failing Sean sent me a, a WhatsApp. <laughs> I'd say one in the morning saying, I really want our podcast to be in the home of witty banter. <laughs> well, look, because I had a... Um, because it used to be that there's that TV channel, Dave. Yeah. And that was their tagline is, we're the home of witty banter. <laughs> but now they're trying to not have that. Like they're, they're actively trying to avoid that tag. So that tagline is just in the public domain. And I think we should take it because it did well for Dave. Yeah, yeah, they got Taskmaster off the back of that, presumably. They got ta- they got Taskmaster. <laughs> yeah. yeah, which is a great show. But that's it. I mean, I used to, I, you know, I would have been annoyed before. I would have been maybe apprehensive, be like, oh, I don't want to piss off Dave. Like, they're a big channel. They're putting a lot into British comedy, but they're never fucking putting me on any of that shit. So, <laughs> yeah, we're the home of witty banter, Dave. Um, Checkmate. Take that, Dave. <laughs> See what's uh, left on the rack for you with your silly slogans. So the big news, Sean, is why are you not in Canada? Oh, yes. I should probably tell uh, the listeners. I don't know if you knew. We were meant to have a week off this week. But my wife, who is real. <laughs> it's always, I think, adds an element of certainty when you say <laughs> my wife, who is real. I think I, that's good. Yeah, I think that's a very normal thing for a person to say. My wife, who is real and is not cheating on me. <laughs> Uh, caught the novel coronavirus and so we were unable to go and visit her family in Canada which was very sad and I was very much looking forward to getting out over there to Canada getting away from all the sort of baggage and enemies I've built up all the kind of (laughs) bad vibes that seem to be consuming me and and certainly consuming this podcast Uh, I thought I could leave that all behind 
and walk into a fresh new start in lovely historic Ontario. But unfortunately, I'm here. I'm in my spare bedroom. It's a beautiful sunny day, and I'm talking to Johnny Pelham. And you, that would have all sounded lovely had you not prefaced it by saying unfortunately. That was the word that gave you away, Sean. <laughs> it's a lovely sunny day with my friend, Sean McGla- uh, with my friend Johnny Pelham. Lovely, lovely. But the word unfortunately really let you down, I think. Unfortunately, how- I'm at Alton Towers. <laughs> how is um, uh, Alexa doing? She's good. She's cured. Um, oh, great. Ooh, she's yeah. got the cure. That's I- fantastic news. I conjured up. I conjured up a little something. Um, <laughs> Red Bull, a few got, shots, <laughs> a couple of Jaeger bombs. Drink this bleach. Right as rain in the morning. Uh, she she now has a tail, but whatever. That's just you that's know, what you like, baby. That's what you like. Um, yeah, she's okay. It's just a shame, really. But we're going to use the time off to visit the historic Spanish city of Granada over the Ooh. weekend. So, in a way, we've upgraded, you know. Canada's nice, but does it have paella? Probably. It, it almost certainly does, doesn't it? Yeah, um, it's shocking if paella hadn't come to Canada yet. <laughs> you could, if, if you got there and there wasn't any paella, you could set up a paella restaurant and clean up, Sean. You've become I, the biggest Mexican restaurant in Canada. <laughs> I, I mean, paella, I wouldn't say it's Mexican. It's Spanish, uh, clearly, but you know, you know with me... <laughs> like words, words are never my forte. And this probably leads into another thing that's happened this week. When you've had an existential crisis about the pod, because I've realised that I just talk, I just can't talk, Sean. And I mean, yeah. I know it's a real, yeah. and that's so crucial to a podcast, the ability to string sentences that are coherent together. And I so consistently fail. We, um, yeah, listeners should know this is not a joke, this is not a drill. <laughs> Me and Johnny have had proper. <coughs> proper deep conversations in the failing better war room about what are we going to do because we sort of i always re-listen to the episodes and i do are they getting worse are we are we getting worse at this or are we has the sheen just got off this entire project i think the issue with the issue with me is i just i laugh like a twat and my sentences don't make any sense. And I said this to Sophie. I was like, yeah, sometimes I'm not, like, I just don't say the right word. And she went, oh, yeah, you do that all the time. It's really annoying. Which wasn't, like, the support and love I was really hoping for from my partner. But then I was reading about people with dyspraxia apparently struggle to say they get confused with words and stuff. So then I'm thinking maybe I'm dyspraxic. But what I've realised is my whole life, really, is me trying to figure out medically what's wrong with me. Because I know know I've got some... There's no way I'm normal. There's no way there's not some bit of me that's just like... There's some diagnosis that will explain me. And I just feel like I've been... For years, I've been like, am I fucking dyspraxic? Am I dyslexic? Am I gluten intolerant? Like, what is wrong with me, fundamentally? I think uh, gluten intolerance would I, I mean that's a hopeful pitch isn't it you go, I, th- I think the problem with me is that i'm intolerant to gluten well my friend stopped eating bread and he's a fundamentally different human being like they've been to therapy for years and they just quit bread and now they're they're i really want a solution like that which is i just i stopped drinking coca-cola i'm mm. suddenly a better human being i i've always thought like it it, it would be good to just be gay <laughs> it's just if I was just if I woke up I was like oh shit I've always, I've always wanted I'm to be gay. gay I've always wanted to have sex with men <laughs> I've always thought it would good. help explain that hankering yeah I've always thought it'd be useful for me because I enjoy men physically emotionally far more 
I have sex with them on a daily basis. <laughs> Tragically, I'm not gay. <laughs> but you know what I mean? so hard with my wife. You know um, what I mean, though? Like, if I woke up and it was like, oh, God, I'm gay. Yeah. That's it. But yeah, I'm yeah, not. Yeah. I'm straight as an arrow. <laughs> I, I feel, I feel I'm, I'm constantly diagnosing myself, hoping there's a solution out there to explain me. Well, to and- sort of to sort of bring this back round to the initial thing, basically, listeners, we need to be very honest with you. I think both me and Johnny are going through a bit of a bit of an emotional malaise at the moment. I think it's fair to say, a couple of lows, couple of couple of sad sacks, old pieces of flint on the side of the road, and we're worried it's affecting our ability to do this podcast. And so we just want you to know, we want to do this podcast. We think it, we still believe it can be the biggest podcast in the world, but we also are very aware that it's not even the biggest. It's not even the biggest podcast in my house. Let's put it that way. <laughs> or or WhatsApp group is just a series of sad, depressing sentences shared. It's like a game of sad tennis where one of us will send something sad, and the other one will be like, "Yeah, that's how I feel, but worse." <laughs> like, well, that's a, how you yeah. feel. <laughs> we have a WhatsApp about the about the podcast because um, that's all we talk about really yeah. about the podcast and it is always like oh god I think this episode I was really shit and then you go no you were good I was shit I go we both think we're shit is this a good thing and we go like maybe we should just wrap up the podcast maybe we just cut our losses do 10 episodes cut our losses and then about three hours will pass and one of us will send a message that is so far the other way that it's quite unhinged so we'll, we'll have spent the whole day going our podcast is shit why are we we're ruining our careers we're making our careers worse because people think we're bad and then one of us will message, I think we should try and get David Cameron on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, maybe I have bipolar. Maybe I can add, add that to a list of sort of things I'll Google and be like, yeah. I've got eight of these symptoms. I um, guess, um, so look, listeners, we, look, we don't need you. Look, we, we appreciate... We don't need you, all right? We, <laughs> we don't, don't, need, we don't you. need you. We don't fucking need you. We don't need you. End of sentence. <laughs> Fuck all of you. We can find far better listeners, far cheaper in developing countries. <laughs> <laughs> so take that if you're watching this in fucking England, you little wanker. <laughs> no, but genuinely... Um, uh, we are going to keep going. We do think we're onto a good thing. And we are... I, I just feel like I'm boorish on this show sometimes. We're, but I feel like I have an annoying kind of lack of confidence. You know that English laugh? Like, <laughs> like when I'm, I'm saying things. And I don't have that in my day-to-day life. But on this podcast, I feel like... I don't know. I guess well, it's, I, it's I tough, say what it? I thought was quite a sweet message going, we're just learning how to do this, Sean. Of course we're not perfect yet. I thought that is that's a very sweet message to send. But, you know, unfortunately... That's igno- that is ignoring the fact that this is my third podcast where I've been the host. So, really, I should I should learn by now. Oh, yeah. Well, then that explains me. But, I mean, you were just, you were just sinking. You were just in a dinghy sinking. <laughs> God, I am. Here's, here's, hoping, uh, here's hoping that gluten intolerance uh, diagnosis comes in today. That would really... Uh... Oh, I'd really put, really put a spring in my step. <laughs> you can just go to the doctor and go, I know something's wrong with me. I don't know what it is. Because therapy is great, but it costs so much. Whereas if I just had to stop eating bread, I'd, I'd do that. The thing is about me is I wouldn't. Even if I got a gluten intolerant <laughs> diagnosis, I'd just keep sticking bread into my stupid face and then being like, oh, I can't think. <laughs> <laughs> calling, yeah, just getting words wrong. But it, is, um, it is tough, isn't it? I think it's good that we're this open with our listeners because we're very funny people. We, have, <laughs> like, we are funny. We have good careers. But, you know, I, I, we don't want our listeners 
to to think, God, one day we're going to be like that. You know, no, I don't think anyone's thinking that. Shit. No, 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 I don't I don't no. I, I think I've got my words wrong there. I don't want them to to think oh, I'll never be like them. You know, yeah. on that on their pedestals. These two are these two are comedians. These two are legendary writers and comedians. The truth is, we're just like you, listeners. We're just like you. We just do sad sacks, cracking on, doing our best. Yeah. Hopefully entertaining you. Except we've made the naive assumption this could in any way be monetized, whereas <laughs> cards on the table, we're running at a huge deficit <laughs> at the moment. Every pod is digging us further into a financial <laughs> pit that there's no hope of us escaping. Have you seen the film Uncut Gems? <laughs> yeah. That's basically our life, but he's not running around trying to <laughs> impress NBA players. He's just sat in his spare bedroom. <laughs> he just sat trying to sell gold he doesn't own. <laughs> he's, just, he's, just he's just got some bronze paint and he's yeah. bronzing stuff and trying to sell it in cash converters. Someone once asked me, what film character do I most associate with? And I, I do think it is the lead character of Uncut Gems. It's like how I feel. <laughs> that, that level of just constant it never ends the 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 stress and the anxiety never ends you're often um, in a you're often stressed i think when i think about you i always feel stressed but I, the thing about you sean is you never get you very rarely get stressed with the world all your stress seems to be like against yourself mm, like what do you think that, mm. do you think that's true i'm making uh i do think it's true and i'm making a concerted effort to just ignore that and to not explore <laughs> it i just <laughs> You know, I'm 34 years old now. There comes a point where you just have to accept repression is the only option here. Like, <laughs> like total and de- total denial of my issues is the only option. I'm the I'm exactly the opposite. I'm someone who's like, these are all the things that have happened to me. This is why I'm like this. This is going to help. It neither 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 works really. That's what's so straight up being a fucking human being. It's so difficult to know how to do it competently. Hmm. Like, mm. I'm not saying that it's easier to have no disposable time or money to work in a job you hate, but there's a part of me that would love to be like you scumbags listening to this pod listeners. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you, I'm telling you, you little rats in the gutter who've some, yeah, you've put your claw on, on your iPod or whatever, and somehow this has come on. And you're probably thinking, this will help us. This will help us get out of the rat race. Genuinely, you don't. We look at you as our aspiration. Yeah. Why do you think we're doing such a crap podcast? Because <laughs> we, we, we want to we have to be forced to go back into a real job. Yeah, we, and we don't want to get cancelled by saying something offensive. We want to get cancelled by being totally tedious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For so long, eventually <laughs> everyone just turns off. Oh, oh, Johnny and Sean are no longer comedians. Why did they say something awful? No, they just talk shit for yeah. so long. It was <laughs> so banal. <laughs> It is the ultimate cancel culture. Yeah, yeah. Like the politicians get involved. It's on all the talk radio stuff. Has cancel culture has cancel culture gone too far? Two people are so boring. Their views are so liberal yet so dull. Yeah, yeah. Oh, damn. Um. So, but also, but I I think I, we want to say to listeners. I we want to make this very clear. We love you. We really like the fact that uh, people are still rating. Johnny, will you please wipe that smoke <laughs> off your face? What do you mean? Because you're you're looking at me as if you go, where's he going with this? I'm trying to be sincere. No, no, I, I like it. I like it when you're sincere. I think Sean at his best is a sincere man pleading with his audience best to stay with us. <laughs> no, I'm not saying you have to stay with us. Look, we've made. have we made some mistakes on this pod? Yes. But I think that the scrappiness and the vulnerabilities of us and... The you know the rough 
parts around the edges of us, uh, such as our inability to form sentences, <laughs> us re- regularly talking over each other, f- fumbling basically every area of human interaction. Maybe those are the bits that make you like us more. If you want to go listen to a shiny podcast that's good in a traditional sense, you know, go listen to Joe Morgan. Go listen to Off Menu. If you want to listen to two idiots scrapping around in the dirt, struggling for words, struggling for hope, struggling for meaning, then listen to Failing Better with Johnny Pelham and Sean McLaughlin. The home of witty banter. Um, but genuinely, thank you for the nice reviews. And do feel... F- <laughs> do, do send us an email. Uh, I mean, that was quite a thing. We, we tried to launch a new uh, format last week where we go, oh, send us an email if you need any life guruing or life coaching and we'll try and life coach. And we've received a grand total of zero emails. I mean, that was a blow, wasn't it? We ch- we, I, I was refreshing it, thinking, well, there must be one in here. And uh, it turns out there was none. No. But maybe that's uh, because our, listener is so, our listenership is so well put together. Our listener. That was a funny name, wasn't it? Maybe yeah, our listener. That's, that's, um, maybe my mum is so well put together. That's no... God, I hope my mum doesn't listen to this podcast. Can you imagine? Does your mum listen to podcasts? No, but she's the sort of mum that would listen to my podcast if she knew it was happening. And I have shared it on social media. So if you're listening, mum, hello. God bless. Mrs. Pelham? Is it Mrs. Pelham? Mrs. Stacy, weirdly. Mrs. Stacy, weirdly, uh, <laughs> odd surname that, but uh, good to have you, Stacy. Just want to say, your son is a great bloke, and I feel bad that we got into a dynamic here for comic effect where we sort of insulted each other too much. And you should know that we've made a very concerted effort to be nice to each other from now on. So how about that, Johnny? It's lovely to say that, and I feel like that is a, a message we had where Sean messaged me saying, I think we should be kinder to one another on the pod. And I said, I agree, you lovely man. So and now, do you want to send a message to my mum, by the way, if she, in case she's listening? Um, Sean is truly a hero of mine. And I don't use that word lightly. When I saw his show Hail Mary, it made me aware of what comedy can be. It was lovely, it was tender, it was clever, and it was incredibly funny. Is this better than what we had before, listeners? It, it feels awful. <laughs> <laughs> I feel being... I'm not very good at being sincere. You know what I mean? Like you, like, I find sincerity quite like um, difficult to process. Yes, I, I know exactly what you mean. Um, oddly enough, I, 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 you mentioned something uh, that, that you'd said to your partner and you'd wanted her to kind of reassure you yeah. before. I did the, I sincerely... I used to sincerely ask my wife occasionally, or sort of jokingly go... Why do you love me? Why do you love me? Kind of self-deprecating. And she always used to say, oh, because you're this, this, this. The other day I said to her, and I was being serious, I go, but why do you love me? And she went, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) And, uh, yeah. Uh, My mum and my my dad uh, always used to have a sweet thing where my mum would say, what's to become of us? And my dad would say, I don't know, something, but something good. And then recently, my mum said, what's to become of us? And my dad said, death. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, that, the tenderness has slightly gone from there. But, mm. you know, they're both in their 70s. It's what's around the corner. Five-star reviews, please. <laughs> Five-star reviews. And, and, and every new review we get on Apple, uh, we would appreciate it if you started the review by saying, truly, the show is the home of witty banter. Do us that solid. Because we we believe that we are. I think 
is there and, any wittier banter out there on this on this great island? On this great earth. On this great universe of ours. Um, and also, do if you if you're thinking if you do like the pod, do subscribe and like and all that shit because it's teetering on it's teetering on the brink. <laughs> it really is. I mean, every every like, this time there was a genuine chat of like, should we just stop doing it? And um, so yeah, if you, I think maybe we are good. I mean, we we're both going through a bit of a lull at the minute emotionally, as we've talked about. I mean, it's like it's fine. I mean, we're both fine, but I think maybe we're maybe we're being too self conscious. I think you not going to Canada really bummed you out. Yeah, it did. And then and then I think that's put you in a lull. And then mm. so I think that's a big part of where you're feeling at the moment. Yeah. Plus my wife's shooting on me. Um, of course, that's, yeah, that's, yeah. That's not helping with you. Um, yeah, yeah, hello. Um, the only thing that makes it worse is that my girlfriend's cheating with you. Now that is a sitcom. Now that is a sitcom. Changing rooms. Can we go on changing rooms? Changing rooms, the sitcom. Yeah. Um, um, we're going to be millionaires, I'd say. Yeah, we'll get there. Yeah, no, I have been a bit, but I've just been a bit, but I, I'm on the rise again. I mean, we're going to talk about uh, our main topic is coming up soon obviously but we had a we had a very i think we had a very frank chat last night maybe we shouldn't be so open about this i've always had that thing i've always been very i always had to put myself down i don't know it's probably not that good but I'm doing well, I've got a lot of good things happening in my life. Your career's going career. great. Every time you uh, you've yeah. got loads of stuff happening and you you're a big, uh. you're a big deal you're a tall man you're a big deal god damn it <laughs> Paul, the- producer Paul, will you look up a height reduction surgery? <laughs> what, what would be your ideal height if you could choose? That's a really good question. Uh, I'd have mine the same size as my ego, 12 foot 4. <laughs> <laughs> the idea of you becoming 12 foot 4. <laughs> this sort of... Dispraxic King Kong <laughs> sm- smashing around, <laughs> smashing around. That cheers, I think, on how does height reduction work? Should we should we click on it? Would this yeah. be good podcasting? Let's do it. If you're um, tall and want to get smaller, I I am tall. I think my ideal height is probably about five eleven or six. But if, if people view six foot as this incredible <laughs> ben- benchmark, don't they? Like people are so happy. Um, Can I just say the first answer is. Um, how do you get to, how does height reduction surgery work question mark the first answer is it's gruesome I hear <laughs> <laughs> they measure you from your knees down they make whatever black permanent marker lines they need to know where to operate and with a chainsaw or saw saw they cut off one leg at a time until you begin to look normal again I don't think this is I don't think Robinson Perez the person who wrote this reply is being completely genuine well, I mean, how else could you do it? That's the thing. How else could you? do I guess it? you could like, like, get skin off from your, from your head. <laughs> I mean, that's funny. I mean, look, look, I've got a pretty thick skin, Johnny. <laughs> you need to in the podcast game, but uh, I wouldn't say it's thick enough to lose me a no, few inches. Too. I don't know how you lose a few inches. Maybe stoop. I think just age, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, you eventually just, become just a aging. question mark, don't you? Do you see those people who are like that? Yeah, I've always had a fear I'd be one of those. Yeah, I can see that. My grandma was one of those. My grandma was like four foot eight or something. And she started as a seven foot lady. <laughs> yeah, she, st- <laughs> she was the incredible seven yeah. foot lady in the she circus. She was tall McLaughlin and then slowly became short McLaughlin. Her life journey in two sentences. Great. So that's the first section done. I've got a problem I want to talk to you about, but maybe we do it in the main segment of the show. 
Well, yes. We've I mean, on this... for quite a while. This has been the home of the... witty banter, but we have witted on quite a while. Uh, is there such a thing as too much witty banter? That's genuinely the question we're throwing out every episode because it's just it's relentless. Yeah, I mean, maybe that's why we feel unsure. We listen to the podcast and we go, it's actually, it's too much wit. <laughs> too much wit. I don't know if that's the issue, but a uh, uh, hell of a lot of banter. Back and forth, repartee. What fun it um, is. Right. The key thing is we're talking confidence this week. We are talking how to be confident, which is what we both clearly need, yeah. Johnny. 100%. And I'm going to, we need to big each other up and we need to be bigged up. So thank you very much, uh, listeners. We'll see you after this. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. So, uh, welcome to section two. Uh, is it, this has always been my favourite section, Johnny, section two. Oh, really? I often, I like the intro because I feel like I like hearing about your week. Johnny, with, with friendship like ours, I think we can go all the way to the top. With friendship like this, who needs a comedy podcast that's successful? <laughs> we do. Thank we you. We do. We do. Please, please do tell your friends. We do think it's a good show. Um, and if you don't like it, tell your enemies. Tell the person who was really me- Tell your bully at school. Although they might bully us then, Sean. Don't tell your bully. If there's any bullies out there, if you're a bully, don't bully us. Look, we are anti-bully, but... But look, but it, we don't really care who listens. Maybe all our listeners are bullies. <laughs> I don't know if we're really big in the bullying world. <laughs> well, you've been getting bullied, haven't you? Isn't this... oh, I was going to talk to you this about later. Uh, yeah, I've been bullied by some children in my area, Sean. <laughs> oh, God, Johnny. I mean, of all the of all the things to bring on a week of the, like this, what's been going on? I was in Costa doing some work, typing away at my laptop, creating art, as I do, as is my way. Uh, and then some some youths, they, they're, they're like 13. They're like young. They're not scary. Yeah. They're just little. We're like chucking stuff around at each other. And then one of the things hit me, and then I looked up, and they clearly thought this was hilarious. 
they just start chucking things at me. What, with you looking at them? Yeah, and then not then I'd like look, but like it was clearly a game where then I'd like get back to typing and then chuck something. And what do you do in that situation? Like I was like, I'm going to, I, I'll call the manager. <laughs> like, what do you do? Uh, I don't. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, it's a nightmare. No, because there was like six of them, and they were finding it really funny. So there was no way of like, like doing anything. You know what I mean? What was their What was their uh, vibe? Was it giddy enthusiasm, or do you think there was like a, a negative aggression towards it? I think like I think they were they're quite rough kids, I would say. Mm. So I think there was there was like they were they were te- they were kids, aren't they? So they were just trying to like be like big. You know what I mean? Trying to be like, woo, fuck this guy. But then I didn't know what to do because yeah. I didn't know how to get out of it. So eventually I just acted as I'd like finished all my work and left. Then a few days later I was sat on the tram, sat, not on the tram, sat waiting for a tram. Then they came and they're like, it's him, it's him. And then, <laughs> and then they were like, oh, look at him sitting down. But I didn't know what to do because I was sitting down. Like, so I was like, yes, I'm sitting down. And then they started like being like, look at his hair. And this is, a, I don't know what to do about this, Sean, because I was going to get a haircut. But now I don't want to get a haircut because I don't want them to think I've got a haircut for them. So now I'm just trapped with stupid hair. You're trapped with long hair and you have to be stood up at all times while in public. Yeah, and, and they, they, they've, 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 uh, <laughs> they've isolated your Achilles heels and your psychological weaknesses. To and precision. I just don't know, what to, I don't know what to do because also like the, the most embarrassing thing that happened was at the tram station, there was another adult who said, are you okay? <laughs> what, to you? <laughs> yeah. Oh God! Uh, and he was so, like, "What would you do in that situation? What does does that stuff affect you? Because usually, if kids are like being dicks, and you know, so, or, or sometimes they're just being—I don't know—they're just being kids. Thirteen is that weird age, I think. They're, they're, there's too many hormones going around for them to be normal. I, I took, I'm able to brush it off, but the fact that they remembered you and they were very vocal about remembering you the second time, maybe. I don't know. Maybe some of the bullies listening to our show need to write in with advice. That would be a good email, actually. Send us advice. How does Johnny deal with his bully? But what would... what would? Because the thing, the thing is, I've got... I do look quite distinctive. I've got silly hair and stuff. So mm. I think that's why... And you're, twel- and you're 12 foot 4. As I'm 12 foot 4, yeah. But, so what I don't know... I, like, I can't beat them up because they're too... It'd be, it'd be... Like, that would be too far to just beat the shit out of them. But I don't know how to stop them now. And now what I realised, I left the house the other day and I had like a low-level unease. Like, it wasn't like fear, because it's not going to do anything. But I was just like, oh, I hope those children aren't there. <laughs> well, um, I mean, do you think you could beat them up? And I need you to be honest here, Johnny. Do you think you could beat them up? I think I could probably do enough damage to one of them that the others would back off. Because there, there were like six of them, so I think I'd just have to charge at one of them and just like boot him. <laughs> and then the others would be like, hey, this guy's Like crazy. Johnny Wilkinson doing a... Yeah, yeah, because they are little. I mean, it's like that thing... Of, yeah, so I think I could do enough damage to one of them to make the others back off. How little but- are they? I mean, the way you're, you're, you're sort of describing <laughs> them like... Like sort of... Like, like six, six borrowers... <laughs> In tracksuits like... have started bullying you. <laughs> well, they're like, I don't know, they probably come up to like mid, uh, mid my chest or something. What? Are you serious? Oh, maybe they're smaller than 30. Johnny, mid- you've got to beat these kids up. I mean, it's your <laughs> only option. But then, but then I don't want to go to jail and be in jail. Like, why are you here? Oh, yeah, beat up an 11-year-old who well, deserved you... it, actually. <laughs> do they ever, um, do they ever have like parents around or, or things like that? Or are they? No, they're not. 
parents people they're not parent people i once before um i had anything to do with them i once saw them like chase a pigeon and try and beat it up so i think they're pretty feral kids <laughs> like they're pretty fucked up kids i'd say yeah yeah i like that i like so they chased a pigeon tried to beat then... it up couldn't catch it and they thought well what's the next logical step <laughs> johnny pelham just the, sat the, and, the human and... of the pigeon world <laughs> That's what they say about me. Um, so look, yeah. So what would your what's that? Anything similar happened to you, Sean? What would you do in my situation? Next time I'm out, I get surrounded by them. What do I do? I uh, the problem with that with stuff like that is, I do. And uh, <laughs> this, I don't want to be judged by our listenership for this. I do think violence might be your only option because <laughs> you can't just go. You kids need to fuck off because that just becomes something that they shout to each other playfully. Like they'll find that, that, that they'll find that too funny. That's they'll exactly that what funny. happened. They said yeah. to me, "Oh, he sat down. He sat down." And I went, "Yeah, I'm sat down." And they were like, "He sat down." Like it was just, yeah, so exciting it. for them that so I responded. What you have to do is you have to go crazier. So <laughs> I think, have you got like a sword or like a nunchucks or anything like that? Yeah, yeah. I'll just go into my nunchuck sword cabinet and pull them out. <laughs> That's what I would do, but I don't know. I mean, I I wouldn't. You know, the, the youth of Britain inherently respect me. I don't even know if respect is a strong enough word. I'm sort of viewed <laughs> as a, a hushed awe. Whenever Maybe I'll I'm mention there. that I do a podcast with you. I mean, like uh, I do a podcast with Sean McLaughlin actually, and they'll be, they'll just have. I'm so sorry, man. I'm so sorry. Oh, I'm so sorry. Don't talk. Failing better. Big fan. All the the problem is all the all the boys in the in the group feel like they've got really hard uncles. They've all got that vibe. You know what mm. I mean? Like they all feel like the sort of kids whose uncles in jail, who were like, you know, and not for something yeah, petty, yeah. for like manslaughter. <laughs> well, um, I, I I don't know, Johnny. Maybe, maybe what we're reading about this this week will help you. Oh, maybe because well, maybe all you need is confidence. And we're Let's... about to get confidence from a little man called Paul McKenna with a book called I Can Make You Confident. Well, that sounds exactly what I need. Maybe if I had the confidence to stare them in the eye, stare the leader in the eye, challenge him to a duel, slap his cap off his head and tell him to sit down, maybe that's what I need. <laughs> Do you think they would respect the duel uh, kind of... Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like if you challenged the him format. to... Yeah, the format. Yeah, if you challenged him to a duel, do you think the logistics of that would be honoured by the group? There's only one way to find out, Sean. There's only one way to find out, yeah, Without, yeah. without honour, you are nothing. I'll say that to him. Do you hear when Elon Musk challenged Putin to a duel? <laughs> I don't want to. Those are, those are two names I never want to hear again as long as imagine, I do. Imagine if that was how geopolitics got sorted out. Like Elon Musk shot Putin in the head with a, like an internet gun or something. Oh, right, let's get into this. Paul McKenna, famed hypnotist... And self-help guru. What do you know about Paul McKenna, Johnny? Very little. Do you think that hypnotism is real? First question. Very good question. I don't... It can't be. But, <laughs> but it must be. At the same time, it must be. I was at Freshers Week at um, my university, and some guy was, like, made to, like... Look like we had a hypnotist, and he made this guy like look like a chicken. At Freshers Week, there was a hypnotist book. Yeah, it wasn't a good. I mean, that it was like a, a very bad booking. Yeah, we had, yeah, like, bands and stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we had a hypnotist, a juggler, uh, a people smuggler. It was a weird. It was a weird. 
It was a weird time. But um but then he like clucked like a chicken and like every time every time the guy said a word he'd go like act like a chicken. But then but then I never knew but then the thing is he I'd see him every now in the lectures. His life was shit because everyone just clucked at him all the time for three years. <laughs> I, 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 I think with hypnosis it's like you probably have to be willing to be hypnotized. But it, there must be something there. It's one of those things where I go, I just think can't all be bollocks, can it? I, I sort of understand. Like, I feel if, if, like, Devin Brown's wife must be a very trusting woman. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like, <laughs> yeah, like, 100%. Like, there's absolutely no way. If Devin Brown said, do you want to marry me? You just run. You just because you, you couldn't even know what you're like. You would have no ability if he was like manipulating you or tricking mm. you. You just have to run. That's what if everyone bumps into Darren Brown, you just instantly run away from him. I don't really. I'm not a fan of the of the sort of Darren Brown industrial complex. <laughs> I sort of don't really understand why he's people view him as incredible because he's he was just like a magician who then became this hypnotist guy. But sometimes it is good when there's like a card in a guy's hat on the 12th row and you're like how did that card get there yeah that is good that's the thing I, I don't I believe hypnotism must be real because I also believe that David Blaine is genuinely magic <laughs> so it would be how it is he be, in that it, box for it, it would be inconsistent of me to be like David Blaine is magic yet hypnosis isn't real because my mum did hypnotherapy which is like oh wow yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, to quit smoking. And did it work? It worked for a very long time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I tell you one further than you, I believe Gandalf is real. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Do you believe in hypnosis? Do you believe in magic? Do you believe that Ga- Gandalf is real? He must be real. <laughs> he, he must, must be. be. There's, there's, there's too much written about him for him not to be real. Yeah, there's no way Sir Ian McKellen would lie to us. Come on, you've got to trust your sources. Check your sources. Ian McKellen... A liar, fuck off. Um, so well, yes, Paul McKenna. Uh, this is his. This is his book about confidence. Now, I bought this in a charity shop. Listeners should know. It also came with a CD. <laughs> it is a book and CD combination. Now, we might make this a two-part episode. This might be the first two-parter in the history of failing better, because what better thing to what what better ambition to embark upon? when you're basically close to jacking in the entire operation. They're going, we're going to do the first two-parter of the entire... I don't know. Um, now, the CD is also, apparently, it's a hypnosis CD that we're going to listen to, I think, in the next episode. We might not. What do you reckon, Johnny? I'm, I, I, I'm generally fascinated whether or not hypnosis is real. It's always been something I've wondered about and never been at a... You know, never spent the time to figure out. So maybe it'd be quite interesting to spend a bit of time thinking about hypnosis. Well, the, the key thing uh, that it says about the CD, and this is the first page of the book, is do not listen to the C- CD while driving or operating heavy machinery. So <laughs> I know how, how much you love just sitting around on your digger and just operating yeah. it. Well, do not, not do, <laughs> do I not, not listen be to able this. to listen to it when I'm masturbating. Then that's but, a second sex joke. <laughs> God, we're back, aren't we? We are finally the home of witty banter. (laughs) If you suffer from certain neurological disorders, including but not limited to epilepsy, if in doubt, consult your doctor. If in doubt, flash some light, see what happens. If in doubt, consult your doctor. How many? I I wouldn't recommend that. I mean, the NHS is being pretty stretched as it is. I don't think we should be using their resources to ask if I can listen to a Paul McKenna CD. 
They're diagnosing people with cancer and... You know, yeah, it might be Alzheimer's. Looks like a broken leg. What's wrong with you? I, I don't know if I can listen to this Paul McKenna CD because I've got epilepsy. The nightmare would be if someone with Alzheimer's took that advice every day coming back, being like, I don't know if I can listen to this Paul McKenna. Like, Mabel, fuck off. Yeah, I'm sure that's how a medical professional would handle it. Mabel, fuck off. Look, here's, here's the key thing. Contained in this book, you will find a powerful hypnosis CD that will fill your brain with positive thoughts, confidence and motivation. But you don't have to believe a single word I say. <laughs> Just read the book, follow my instructions and use the CD every day for at least a week and your life will dramatically improve. So oh, here we go. Big, that's a big... Like, one week is very little time for your life to dramatically improve. He well, sold millions, hasn't he? He sold a lot of books. He sold a lot of books. Now, but, but uh, the thing is, everyone in the society is depressed and unhappy. So if everyone's read his book and they're still depressed, it's not work, does it? Well, you 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 found one flaw in the argument. But as he also said, you don't have to listen to a word I say. It's almost Woo-hoo. as if the entire thing is bullshit. Now, <laughs> one thing I need to say to you and the listeners, and I can't believe I'm admitting this, is that I read this book last night in bad faith. And I do think it's having an effect on me. I do think it is making me a bit more confident in how I approach my life. Like, li- listen to the diction of my voice. Listen to how I'm speaking. I haven't called you a useless cunt once. And normally I do that just, I'm projecting because that's how I feel inside. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. So your, your hatred of me is actually an internal hatred of yourself. Um, well, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't say 100%. As well as, as, well as 100% <laughs> of it isn't, but... Uh, 50-50. 50-50. Um, so... So you're what? finding it helpful then? I don't know. I mean, the is thing that... is, what, what, I, what I would say is there's nothing in here that we haven't seen in a lot of the other stuff that we've read. Like, I think in general, a lot of the... There tends to be about five or six core ideas in self-help that's regurgitated and sort of re- repackaged. But maybe I'm just vulnerable enough and I'm willing to to throw myself at this. Like, like if the book I'd picked up had been... Like, it's one of those things where I walk past a charity shop, I bought this. If the shop I'd walked past had been, like... Scientology. Yeah, Scientology. (laughs) I'd love it if you became a... Maybe we become a... Maybe we look into Scientology one pod. I can't see any way that that would cause us any issues. (laughs) I would... They are are a notoriously easygoing lot. Yeah, they're a laid-back group. What would happen... Oh, I'd love you to become a Scientologist, Sean. You're exactly the sort of person who would be like, I'm a Scientologist. (laughs) It would be great. You as a scientist... Do they wear robes? In my head, Scientologists wear robes and wander around. No, they just wear normal stuff. There's a big one in uh, Oxford Circus in central London. And so they're often... They often um, they're often canvassing out, like, in, in central and they, London. they see you and go, let's get this one they, of us. One of us, one of us. They view me as the chosen one. Yeah. Imagine if I was the chosen one. <laughs> that'd be... Yeah, that'd be so funny. I'd that, love you'd that. You'd be great. I'd love it. I would... I'd join. I'd be happy in a cult. I think a lot of my issues would go away in a cult, but I don't have the charisma to be a cult leader, so I just have to be like a creepy cult follower, cult treasurer, cult treasurer who got. I'd, I'd, by the end of it, I'd be morally bankrupt. <laughs> well, yeah, and, and I assume literally bankrupt, <laughs> yeah, like monetarily yeah. bankrupt. Yeah, I'd be morally, monetary, and financially bankrupt. Well, sad state of affairs. Yeah, it seems like you've got a lot of ambitions in your life. But I think confidence is something that maybe you struggle with, Johnny. Is that fair to say? I'd say so. And it seems like those teenagers in my area picked up on it. Well, there are four stages 
to confidence, according to Mr. Paul McKenna, four stages. <laughs> Um, it's such bullshit things like that when you quantify how yeah, many things. <laughs> and, 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 and I've got to say, it's all the all the advice is, is in sort of one page chunks. It's pretty piecemeal. Anyway, the four stages, and, and keep in mind, the fourth stage is uh, frequently asked questions. So, <laughs> <laughs> so let's um, let's go ahead and say there's three stages. I mean, I mean, imagine if that, that's when you're really confident, when you're frequently asking questions. Now, the first stage is called de- uh, is developing the confidence habit. It's about the idea that everything in life is habit. It's all habits. Every self-help book is habits. It's all habits. And people who are habitually confident are confident, which is a sentence that really makes no sense. But does it make sense? The answer is no. But I paid for this book and so I'm going to read it. Um, he believes that confidence, a lot of confidence, certainly a lot of people who sort of portray confidence, comes from a fear of the average. Now, I don't know about you, but average is not something I fear. Being average is something I actively aspire towards. <laughs> my long, my longing to be just part of the pack, just be mm. a Joe Schmo on the street, is like, I would give anything for that. So what do you, do you think you're sub... I was going to say subhuman then. I didn't realize sub-average. You, you got it in one, Johnny. I consider myself subhuman. <laughs> yeah, with the rats in the gutter. Mm. So, that, so, that's, so you've always wanted to fit in. Have you always felt like you didn't fit in, Mr. McLaughlin? Oh, wow. I guess if we're opening our heart up on this podcast... No, Johnny, I guess I never did feel like I fit in. It was always difficult for me out there. And how does that make you feel as you say that? Uh... I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> choose, choose re- just let me repress it. Just let me repress it. That was so funny how you closed up then. Even in a even in a mock therapy bit, you still went, this is getting too real. I want to write a self-help book called The Power of Repression. Yeah. I like it. I like it. It goes against... It's, count, it's like what you're looking for is an idea that goes against what sort of everyone yeah, thinks, yeah. so it's quite a good idea. It would be like the... Um, what was it? The Atkins diet when that came out. And it was a diet that was saying like, eat as much steak as you want. I don't care. Eat all the bacon. Just don't eat bread. And that went against all dietary advice. So yours could do that. Yours could say, repress everything. Don't talk to anyone. <laughs> don't, it up. don't make any. Don't make any conscious decision yeah. to improve your life. Meaningful relationships are your enemy. Based. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine if you write a book. <laughs> Imagine if that was the, that, that. Maybe that's the new Dave uh, motto. <laughs> now on Dave, meaning remember, meaningful relationships are your enemy. Not not for us. Not here at the home of witty banter. We don't believe that. Look, here's what Paul. We have. I haven't read a single word from this fucking book yet, and we've already done. How long have we done, Paul? Oh, fifty minutes. Right, we need to yeah. crack on. We right, need to crack really, on. Come on. I, I mean, I'm losing confidence. I'm meant to be gay again. I'm losing confidence. Well, think quick. Read a book. Quick. Read a sentence of it. Have you ever met one of those people who's really in your face? Some people are overly assertive, or they can't wait to tell you how much they have or who they know because they're successful, in inverted commas. The ego, also known as the personality, has two primary directives, to look good and to be right. <laughs> I find it amazing the certainty with which these cranks write their shit. Like, like to say that the the human is too, too, it's such like, like that might be true, but also how does he know? Mm. 
What he says is, whenever I see any extremes in attitude or behaviour, they appear to me as a red flag for someone's lack of inner confidence. So there you go. A wacky dress sense or a zany personality. (laughs) I think you've got a zany personality. (laughs) The only person who would say that I've got a zany personality (laughs) is literally one of the Fritzl children who only ever met... Only ever met their dad in a basement their entire life. Oh my god, look! He doesn't wear a belt! How zany! Oh, that was such a dark I think it was too specific. I think that was the problem with it. It was too specific. But I stand by it. And, and let me tell you something. Girls, if you're listening, glad you made it out. From, from all at the Failing Better pod. Glad you made it out. Yeah, well, I've got nothing but warm wishes towards him. Wasn't there a bad timing? <laughs> nothing but warmth and love to you girls. And um... I tell you what I've just remembered is when comedy, whenever there was a brief time after that, after they got out of that basement, where every time you were in a comedy club, the MC would be like, oh, it looks like Fritzl's basement in here. And it'd get such a big laugh. I think that's, I think you st- I still hear some comedians referencing Fritzl on stage. <laughs> like you. And I just think you are, yeah, like me, obviously. Yeah. No, I know what you mean. It feels like the difference is part. I'm pro Fritzel. <laughs> yeah. That's the difference. You've got to have your angle, and your angle is admire being pro. as a feat of shit engineering. Anyway, um, <laughs> Paul McKenna's big thing. <laughs> Paul McKenna's big thing is posture. This is this way different differentiates from another. He thinks that posture is one of the most important things. Yeah, look, now you're sat up straight. My posture is awful, actually. This can be very helpful for me. Yeah, yeah, quite... yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Don't shut me down, yeah, someone. No, My yeah. posture shrank as he went. Yeah, oh. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, no, because I wanted you to try this experiment then, Johnny. Oh, Imagine great. a silver cord running up your spine. Yeah. And out the top of your head. Sounds painful, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, I also don't know why it would be silver. I mean, that's a <laughs> precious metal. <laughs> I'm, now, gonna, I'm gonna. I'm not ahead of myself. I'm gonna imagine it copper. Yeah. <laughs> I know who I am. Sorry, Paul. Can we can we backtrack here? I just. I think if I was having an operation like that, they wouldn't use a precious metal like silver. Yeah. Some sort of titanium alloy, maybe. Um, now imagine that cord is gently pulling up on the back of your head, making your body more and more upright. <laughs> He's doing it, listeners. He's doing it. For the next few days, practice sitting and moving in this way. By making this one simple change in the way you carry yourself, you'll send a whole new set of messages to the world. I mean, those, <laughs> I'm telling you, those kids, those 13-year-olds, if you're stood, stood up straight, think of the message you're then conveying. You're not conveying, oh, I'm Johnny Pelham. I've got hair. I sit down. You're saying, I'm Johnny Pelham. I'm so high up, you can't even see my hair. I fucking murder your grandma. That's what I'm sending out to them. <laughs> Yeah, read it between the lines. I think that's where he was going with this. I'm trying to tell him I'll fucking murder your grandma. <laughs> not going to fuck with that guy. Look at his posture. Now, as we um, uh, as we remain in this in this area, um, and I, I, I'm I, I, I think the problem is Sean. I'm because I've been had bad posture for so long. Mm. I think I'll get quite bad back pain if I sit like this for longer than about. 40 seconds. What well, does it say anything about that? Maybe I need to get a back brace or something. I think if you're looking... That might undermine me. <laughs> we'll see if it's in frequently asked questions at the end. <laughs> My posture is terrible. I'm worried I've got back pain. Um, okay, here's what we do. 
This is a thing called the gradual confidence <coughs> booster. Now, this is an experiment. This is a sort of... Um, not an experiment. What is it? It's an exercise, really. And I'm going to do it on you, Johnny, to get your gradual confidence boosted. Or your confidence boosted gradually. <laughs> I think that's, that's more accurate. <clears throat> Imagine a slightly more confident you sitting or standing in front of you. Yep. Mm. What do they look like? Um, they are, look completely different to me. They are black. <laughs> they are... <laughs> okay. They're a woman. Um, Michelle, just, Michelle Obama, basically. Yeah, it's a Michelle... God, imagine if I was Michelle Obama. I would love to be Michelle Obama. Well, would you? Well, <laughs> step two. I would like you to imagine stepping into that more confident version of you. See through their eyes, hear through their ears, and feel the feelings of your more confident self. So there you go. So now you're Michelle Obama. How do you feel? I need to call Barack. (laughs) I need to let him know. (laughs) Let him know what? (laughs) Something quite peculiar has happened. (laughs) Something really weird's happened. (laughs) Michelle Michelle Obama's body's been trapped in an anxious man from Bradford. (laughs) He's doing a podcast. And I... All right. I love you, Barack. (laughs) Barack, I love you, but I'm doing a podcast with Sean McLaughlin. And I'm going to fucking find those kids who are bullying me. All right. So here's the next step, Johnny. Yeah. I think this is going very well. Can I say that? It's going much better than I thought. You've gone from I'm Johnny Bellum to Michelle Obama. <laughs> now, right in front of you, you notice an even more confident you. I'm Oprah. <laughs> Sitting or standing a little bit taller. A look of slightly more self-belief behind their eyes, emanating a little bit more extra charisma. You think that's Oprah Winfrey? I'm Oprah Winfrey right now. I'm a billionaire. So now you're stepping into that confident self. Great. So you're Oprah. So what's going on now, Johnny? I'm just sitting on a throne of gold. And I tell you what, I'm not using my money ethically. I'm using it stupidly. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> I, I can't think aspersions about Oprah. Is that a thing? That is, does she not use her money ethically? I don't think any billionaire can be ethical. Whoa. Uh, the home of Wissy Banter well, here. <laughs> that's, just my, that's just my opinion as a, as a regular smo. Well, that, it sounds like you need more conditioning for success. So we'll, we'll stay in this first section and I'll give you one more exercise to do, okay? Perfect. Th- here are three tips that Dr. Holden, don't know who that is. <laughs> Amanda Holden. <laughs> got a PhD. Uh, th- actually, this page is a quote. Everything yeah. is practice. Oh. Do you know who said oh. that? Pele. 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 Yeah. I find it annoying because I could practice all my life and be nowhere near as good as Pele. Yeah. Yeah. He didn't. Uh, let's, hey, sh- shut, shut the fuck up, Johnny. <laughs> shut, just, Johnny, shut the fuck up. All right. Stop fucking insulting the book. Here's the three things you need to do. To get what I love is the one thing you said was I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say I'm not gonna be mean to you and within an hour you're telling me to shut the fuck up. Johnny, you've you've pushed me. Alright, number one, get physical exercise. How much exercise are you getting uh, in a day, Johnny? Um very little. Mmm. Well, it has been conclusively proven apparently that physical exercise is a powerful natri- natural antidote to depression. So what do you think about that? <laughs> Sorry, I'm, I really, I'm not giving you much to work with there. Here's the second tip, and I want to focus on this tip. Apparently, the best way to improve your confidence is to laugh for 20 minutes every day. I laugh quite a lot in my life. Do you? Not in, not in 20, is it, and it's not saying like, 
I think it is saying that. It is saying that. It's saying laughter, even if initially it's forced and artificial, <laughs> has been proven to lift our spirits. So do you think, you know, this book sold millions. Do you think there are people around the country in like Peterborough having shit lives, just sat in their living room pretending to laugh for 20 minutes? Well, if you are uh, and you don't know what to laugh at, I'm going on tour. My tour starts next week. Uh, so, yeah. And if you like and forced a, artificial laughter. Forced artificial 20 minutes of laughter over a 90 minute set. <laughs> get yourself down. <laughs> Sorry, I just knocked my uh, headphones out. All right, so I feel like you've really learnt your thing. So now it's time for, for, for stage two. <laughs> How are you feeling, Johnny? You feeling confident? I feel very good, yeah. I feel um, ready. I feel more confident. I feel ready to take on those bullies, kick them in the kneecap. The whole thing is about programming. It's all just habit. It's all the yeah, shit yeah. is habit, isn't it? It's always yeah. habit but, and visualisation. I mean, that yeah. is the key thing is always visualise things. And then uh, the difference with this one is also stand up straight, which is actually not terrible advice. But the difference with this one is also one of the habits you're supposed to learn is to laugh manically in your room alone for 20 minutes a day, which feels an absolute crazy. Like some of the habits like, why don't you go to bed a bit earlier? I can really get oh behind my that. I've just realised actually this isn't I can make you confident. What it's, is that? It's I can, I, make, I can make you the joker. <laughs> uh oh, joker. Uh oh, listeners. Hope, hope you haven't become the joker yet. <laughs> Uh-oh! The Failing Better Pod has, has launched a wave of crime across the city. <laughs> Over seven people have gone absolutely not. Shout out to all our hombres down there in uh, Mexico. The Mexican jokers. you got to program your mind for automatic success. That's all you got to do, okay? That's all you got to do. He says he did this with a client recently. He made an image of himself sitting at dinner with his family and friends. They were all sitting around celebrating his latest success at work. There was an incredible sense of prosperity about them, that like they never needed to worry about money again. They were planning a luxury vacation in the south of France. What he really enjoyed about the picture was that he seemed so grounded and happy in himself. There was a real sense of him having arrived, both spiritually and materially. And that is literally the anecdote. What are you talking about, McKenna? <laughs> So the idea is if you visualise... That's the idea of manifestation, isn't it? It's a similar mm. thing of if you think it, it happens. That feels like such wank to me without wanting to be... I think it's important. you think? I think it's important in some areas. Like, I do think it's good to have a, a, a like, goal... Not a goal, but even just, like, a picture of, of, some, of something, an achievement. But this one is so enormous. Like, I, I'll do this one more exercise with you, Johnny, if you don't mind. Is that OK? But so, that, what, I was just going to go back to myself. Sophie, years ago... Sophie, every year, does a vision board of what she wants to achieve like that year mm. and she put she wants to win a BAFTA on it about three years ago and then won a BAFTA mm. so that and like it is it is peculiar I don't believe it's like manifestation but I do believe somehow how it like it gives her energy or something because she so often she achieves all the things on her vision board but, that's, but, know, but she wanted to do that anyway she did she wouldn't I have written it if that wasn't already in her subconscious desires but I, I totally totally agree but I think there is something about maybe about making what's subconscious conscious which makes it more likely to come true well I think Possibly. he I think that's very that, that could be true I mean you need a hell of a lot of luck yeah yeah we're not all but, I mean we're not all as good as Sophie <laughs> at things um, no but but yeah but also I do I do think there's something there maybe is something about like setting out because there's that thing isn't there you're like 20 times more likely to achieve your goal if you say it out loud and write yeah, it down yeah that's true that's true like I remember the last two days I've really wanted a bag of nuts <laughs> Stick with me on this one. Yeah. And then 
two days ago, I said to my wife in the morning, as, as we're waking up, I said, I really, I'm going to eat some nuts today. And I did. I ended up eating some nuts. Yesterday, I didn't tell anyone. And it was a nutless 24 hours. So, God. food, Just got food for thought there. Nuts for thought. <laughs> That's absolutely nuts. <laughs> it's just, I just, I just think it's a really good part of the podcast. I just gave us really interesting. Like, uh... I remember a few years ago saying my dream is to do a mid-to-level podcast, and uh, here we are, baby. Yeah, mid mid-level. <laughs> St- started at the middle, still at the middle. <laughs> so let's let's see. This is how we create our future now. That's what it says here. Create your future now. And this, this, I think, is, is this is the big. This is what it's all been leading up to. Okay, I'm excited. All this chat has been leading up to it, and I can. Feel, there's a frisson on the air. I can feel you're growing. You know, I you're would growing love my as a future man. now. And if if there's one place I'd want my future, it's now. Yeah, I think. Um, bring me the future. That's that should be your your catchphrase. Yeah, I think so too. Bring me the future. Who said that again? I can't remember. Can't remember. Um, all right. Imagine it's a year in the future, and you've had the best year of your life, Johnny. Yes. What, what was I've the best wanted year? that year? What was the best year of your life? Uh, oh fuck, Nas. Um, uh, it's sad that I have absolutely no idea when. The, what, when was the best year of your life? Uh, I think this says a lot about who we are, Sean. That. <laughs> Both completely. 2019, stumped. 2019 was a good year for me. 2019. COVID pandemic? No, pre-pandemic. Was, that, was it? Pre-pandemic. Was that when you got married? Got married, travelled around the world, went to Wuhan, ate a great bat. <laughs> Loved it. Sounds like a good time, all that. Now, the best year of your life is about to happen. Imagine it's a year in the future, you've had the best year of your life. What has happened in your relationships, Johnny? My relationships have grown m- more loving. Less trivial and more uplifting. And what's happened to your career? My career has gone through the fucking roof, mate. You won't believe it. I've become one of those people who will just casually sit in dressing rooms and be like, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm just uh, just trying out some stuff here at the comedy store because of my tour at the Apollo. You're on tour at that. the Apollo. You're just I'm, doing different parts I'm, of the Apollo. I'm doing 200 dates at the Apollo. The Apollo uh, office. <laughs> The Apollo, like, hallway seven in the Apollo. <laughs> What's happened to your health, Johnny, after the best year of your life? Uh, my health has deteriorated because I've had too much, <laughs> too much gluttonous fun. Uh, <laughs> my hedonism's gone through the roof. Which of your big goals have you achieved? And it says big is in capital letters, so I think they want you to go really big. Oh, right. I've been to Mars. And it was lovely. Although, a bit scary initially, because I was the first person to do it, and had no prior training. So, a man who would admit <laughs> that his all... health has deteriorated. <laughs> no, that, that's, that's, what head... to, that's what led to the health deteriorating. I went to Mars, just with very... Elon Musk was like, do you want to go to Mars? I was like, I think I do. And then, and it really, it's really fucked me up, to be fair. It's, it's, good, it's good that you've then maintained your commitment to a 200-date tour within the Apollo, though. I think that's, that's good. <laughs> that store cupboard's not going to make itself laugh. Okay. Um, what new thinking and behaviours have you practised? Spacewalking. 
<laughs> and who are you becoming? Uh, I'm becoming Elon Musk. Oh, don't tell you? him. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Now, create an ideal scene that represents all that you most want to happen in your positive future. Make sure you can see yourself in that future looking really positive and happy. <laughs> It can be realistic or symbolic, but I think we sh we should probably stick to the realism that you um, embodied with your previous things that you said. I think so. Yeah, so, yeah. so I need to, I need to be on. So, what, what am I doing? I'm pretending I'm on Mars with Elon Musk having a nice time, also playing the Apollo. Yeah. God, it sounds knackering. Can I change my answers? I feel too tired. <laughs> okay, uh, we'll go back then. What has happened to your relationships? They've deteriorated significantly. <laughs> I'm a lone wolf now. I've decided that relationships are for the weak. Okay, and what's happened to your career? My career has plateaued from quite a low base. <laughs> I'm still doing this pod with you. We've so got eight listeners. Just, just to let you know, it is, we're meant to be depicting the best year of your life here. Okay. Um, what has happened to your health? My health is actually better than ever. I've started meditating. This is why, because I've let go of material things. I don't need human contact. Mm. I don't need a good career. Mm. I've got good breathing exercises. And which one of your big goals have you achieved? I have become a Buddhist. <laughs> you, it, would, would, would you, that's one of your big goals, is it, in life? <laughs> yeah, I want to become a Buddhist. It's to become a Buddhist. Yeah, well, like a good one, not like, because at the moment I'm like, yeah, I'm a bit Buddhist. But I want to be properly Buddhist. I don't want to. I don't want to call you out on this, Johnny. I'm trying to stay positive. But <laughs> we literally did this quiz one minute ago, and you said the amount of hedonistic behaviour you were doing and undertaking because of your trip to Mars had caused your health to deteriorate. And now you're saying that your real dream was to become a Buddhist. <laughs> I'm an enigma. The thing about me is I don't know what I want, which is really the problem underneath it all, Sean. Okay, but what new thinking and behaviours would you have practised? I guess I, I've started um, meditating a lot and reading the Kama Sutra. <laughs> You're aware that that's not the Buddhist... Yep, I am. I am. Religion. <laughs> I just, I'm shagging a lot in a lot of new positions. I'm meditating. When I'm not meditating, I'm shagging. <laughs> Last question. Who are you becoming? <laughs> Someone I don't want to fucking know. I'll tell you that right now. I don't want to know who this bloke is. Yeah, I don't either. I feel like, I feel like I've answered every question worse than the last one. <laughs> well, basically, you had an amazing year. I, I described it back to you. You went, oh, that sounds tiring. I'd rather just be a sort of Buddhist sex addict. I think if you're a Buddhist sex addict, you can sort of, you know, like, you can be a bit seedy, but wrap it up in the language of religion. Sure. You know I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, there's no there's no historical precedent for that ever being <laughs> a damaging idea to have. No, it seems um, to have gone well whenever it's happened. Well, take that image and put it onto your timeline one year into the future. Make sure the image is really big, bright, bold and colourful. You'll know you're doing it right because it feels really good to imagine it. So there you are, Johnny. I, I mean, I can't wait to see this transformation in you. Um, I, feel I feel sick at myself. <laughs> is that how you're supposed to feel? I... I don't know. I don't know if that's quite what he had in mind. But um, what's your favourite of the Buddhist teachings? I guess it, to round off the pod, given the, given this is now your new goal, um, um, what's your favourite of the Buddhist teachings? I'd say downward doggy style. <laughs> really, really, really wish we'd made the decision to end this podcast. But um, unfortunately, we haven't because... Uh... <laughs>
It feels like it's gone so badly off the rails in the last 10 minutes. <laughs> it, felt, it felt like a good podcast up until... We really, we really <laughs> were going. We were, cooking, we were cooking on gas. And then and EDF, we... EDF came round and said, you haven't paid your bill. <laughs> Got it off. And it just became total shit. What I've realised is I shouldn't be left in charge of visualisations because I make them too weird and odd. Yes. What do you think that's about? I, I, look, at the risk of making this podcast too abrupt, I don't give a shit. Uh, we have to stop because we've got the second part of this next week we can explore it in the second part can't we johnny we can and i'm very much looking forward to that it's going to be the paul mckenna two-part do you feel like we've got more confident listeners well next week we're being hypnotized by a cd so will that work or will it not work let's Uh, hope it's not a cd cd hello merry christmas everyone and happy Hanukkah to our Jewish listeners. Um, what? Uh, <laughs> Sean's shaking his head at me in quite a furious way. Oh, just I, I cannot believe this is costing me money to do. I just, that's, I cannot, I cannot believe this is. I'm like paying money. Like I have to, I have to, I have to declare this to the government. <laughs> What's this business expense? I stood, I stood there as John. Johnny said, Merry Christmas and Happy Hanukkah in, at the end of April. Anyway. Look, um, thank you so much for listening, guys. That's there's the not going to be a third section this week because um, you didn't send us any, any emails. Yeah, send, us, send us an email and we'll do a mailbag section. Um, yeah. Failingbetterpod at gmail.com. For that, do send us those uh, and do keep following us on Twitter at Failing Pods. Uh, we're starting to post uh, screenshots of our WhatsApp conversations. So really we'll uh, yeah. give you an insight into the behind the scenes machinations of your favourite comedy duo. Give us And give us some good reviews. Uh, five star reviews. Subscribe. And if you see me in the street being harassed by teenage bullies, say, hey, you bullies, get off that. Get away from that guy. Yeah. Get away from that Buddhist sex addict. He's trying to read the Karma Sutra in peace. (laughs) And if you see Sean crying, give him a hug. Tell him it's all okay. And also say that Johnny is a lovely guest. (laughs) I mean, imagine that. I'm crying in public, so things aren't going well. A podcast listener happens to be passing. Going, you're a great guy, don't worry about it. Also, Johnny is a lovely guest. (laughs) All right. Uh, I think there is actually going to be a break next week because I am going to be in Spain. Having a breakdown. <laughs> I'm going to be having a breakdown. Um, thank you so much. We'll see you in two weeks. And God bless us, everyone. And remember, everyone, that we truly are... Failing Better! better. A podcast from producerpaul.co.uk. It's so weird. <laughs> Imagine if Dan Smith ever listened to this. 
premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.